Hi, we are Ellen and Lauren. We are sisters, wives, mothers, veterans, and all-around DIYers living our best lives. Our families each have three kids between 4 and 18 years old. On this podcast, we hope to help you learn to do what you can, where you are, and try not to sweat the rest. If you want to learn more about what we're discussing today, check out our show notes at wifestylehustle.com. You're listening to Wifestyle Hustle. They say a person's position in the family can have an effect on the person they will become as they get older and as an adult. There are generalizations made about the oldest, middle, and youngest child in the family. Today, we're going to talk a little about those generalizations and decide if our family fits into them at all. Before we get into our main topic today, I wanted to point out that we've gotten several reviews on different podcast platforms and on our other modes of media. And they've all been so positive to take this this minute to just thank everyone who's been listening and everyone who's taken a moment to say something nice and encouraging to us about what we've been doing. Thanks, guys. Thank you. According to the Internet, the firstborn is the one that is organized and achievement focused. What do you what do you think about that one, Ellen? You're the oldest. I don't think it fits me. I mean, I no, I'm not real organized. <laughs> I do like to finish things I start. So I guess exactly. if that's achievement focused, that's me. Yeah. That's the <laughs> first thing. I don't like I unfinished projects. Right. Is that you if you start something, you finish it. You're a finisher. Right. And <laughs> why wouldn't you be? Everyone should be a finisher. Why would you have half done things? I'm just, I feel like Monica from Friends. <laughs> she was a finisher. Anyway. Although I wasn't yeah. as crazy. I'm not as crazy as she was. <laughs> but not everyone is a finisher. Like me, for example. But we'll, we'll get to me and my quirkiness on down the list here. <laughs> the... Uh, qualities that an oldest child possesses are different than a middle child and a youngest. I think from my perspective, my oldest fits the oldest kid mode. She is responsible and takes care of her own business, you know, the way that it needs to be done. But she does, she needs reminders and stuff. And Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not sure if that is a, a product of her age, like that will drop away as she gets a little bit older. She won't need that as much anymore as she does right now because she is still pretty young. And even mm-hmm. my most responsible child still needs reminders <laughs> of everything. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's going to really change as she gets older or if it's going to be something that's ongoing with her personality but according to this Mm -hmm. personality thing you know that i found on the internet i would say that she isn't really a first bornian 
that she does not fit that mold. And I'm not really sure why. Mm-hmm. It could be that our kids were born so close together that they don't necessarily fit every aspect of the birth order uh, hypotheses that people have made over the years. Mm-hmm. She didn't have time to come into her own so much before her brother came yeah, along. Yeah, exactly. So maybe she, that's why she just doesn't fit it. Yep. And I would say for my oldest i don't really feel like he fits that mold so much either he he's kind of a free spirit and kind of just does things his own way i would say that he does have some leadership qualities Mm -hmm. not necessarily in our home so much but when he's out like with friends and stuff i now sometimes he's leading his friends off a cliff right yeah (laughs) He's he's leading, <laughs> but he's in. But I seriously though, I he does show some leadership qualities that I would attribute to being the oldest. Mm-hmm. But as far as organized, not not really. <laughs> yeah, we're just he's he's getting better as he's getting older. Yeah, I think about his room. <laughs> yeah, right. he's definitely doing better than he used to do and now that he is more responsible for his own things i'm seeing better organization out of him he's grown up enough to have a full-time job and he's doing a good job holding it down and getting to work on time and doing all the stuff around his work day that he has to to make his work day successful so i i would say as he's getting older it's definitely starting to show a little bit more Mm -hmm. she does want to be in charge my oldest she Mm -hmm. but she isn't forceful enough i guess to make it happen especially with her brother which brings us to The middle child. The middle child is supposed to be the peacemaker. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) My middle child is not the peacemaker. He is, as Ellen said, a chaos monster. And he... he, I I know. (laughs) He is pretty great. But I haven't ever seen him try and create a peace um anywhere with with any any aspect of peace yeah no i i mean i'm thinking and it's yeah it's just not but again i think that we're kind of hobbled a little bit in this topic by that my kids are still so young that maybe they haven't exactly come into their full personality yet this could develop mm-hmm. as he gets a little bit older. I, I feel like, especially with birth order, that's going to, that's going to change from the time. They're not going to be born feeling like the middle child. So, yeah, I feel like as time goes on, the birth order is going to shape them more and more. Yep. Agree. And for my middle child was the youngest child for 12 years so we'll right get right to that in a second. <laughs> but she fits this mold she is absolutely my peacemaker she has always just 
wanted to do when my bigs were little. She wanted to do what her brother wanted to do. So whatever he was doing, she wanted to join in. And so that forced her to kind of work around what he already had in mind. And he would do things that she wanted to do too, but more often than not, they were playing his game and she was a part of his game rather than he being a part Mm -hmm. of her game, whatever it was. And she, even now, with an older brother and a very much younger sister, she's the peacemaker between the two Mm -hmm. of them. They, they don't, my oldest and my youngest, for some reason, just don't get along all the time. And my middle girl is the one who brings peace and finds things for the three of them to do together. And she's really good yeah. at it. Now that you say that, I, that's the way it is with my oldest too, too. She comes up with the games and he gets to participate in them. And... I, I guess it doesn't mm-hmm. always go that way, but it does a lot of the time. Like she heavily influences the way that he's going to play. And I don't know if that's because she mm-hmm. is the oldest or because she has the biggest imagination, but, but he still defers to what she wants to do a lot. Yep. And that's, that was the way it was when my big little mm-hmm. girl too, she, she played his game, whatever game it was. And it was usually a very imaginative game because that was the other thing that our oldest have in common is their imaginations have always just been crazy amazing. nuts. And the things that they come up with. A whimsical streak. <laughs> Please draw me a picture of that creature. I would like to see it. So growing up, we didn't have a middle child. It was just the two of us and the dog. <laughs> Who was technically in the middle, but I'm not really sure that she would see it that way. <laughs> but not anyway, much. I know she was, she was pretty much my age. No, she, she wasn't the no, middle she child. Was she was the youngest. You. Yeah. yeah. She was younger, not by much, but she was younger than you. Okay. The dog. We've gone a minute <laughs> now on the dog. <laughs> <laughs> We really wanted another sibling. (laughs) (laughs) It never happened. It didn't. Oh, well. (laughs) So for us, would you say, would you say that we fit this mold? I feel like the youngest. The description of the youngest seems to fit me. Okay, let's talk about the youngest and then we'll go back and have this conversation. Okay. <laughs> the youngest is a free spirit who often enjoys the benefits of being the baby. Youngest children may be more outgoing, creative, adventurous, as they strive to carve out their own identity amidst the shadow of their older siblings. I I felt like as a kid that I needed to be funny and do stuff to draw attention to myself. Because if I didn't, mm-hmm. I was going to be ignored. Which, <laughs> honestly, that you know that thought process is the way that my middle child thinks. He has done his level best since he was conceived to make his presence known and make sure that everyone has eyes on him. Yeah. yes eyes on him and nothing else (laughs) and i think that 
my I think my daughter actually kind of also feels that way. My youngest, she she mm-hmm. also draw attention to herself and do things that she thinks are cute and she'll talk to anyone including people at the grocery store who will you know listen to her who appear to almost be listening to her she will make sure that they are all the way listening (laughs) and I, i she is definitely of all my kids she is definitely the youngest like she falls into that mold i mean yeah and I'm thinking about my youngest and because we have such a big gap, I almost feel like she is our second oldest because she does get all the attention of an oldest child and almost more so because she has the attention of basically four adults all, all the time. You know, they, people pour into her and, but at the same time, she's the youngest because she is along on the adventures of everybody else. She got to do things at a much younger age than my bigs got to do. Like, for instance, we took her camping when she was two months old because we were going camping and darn it, you're coming too. And that's just the way it was. And that's the way it was. That's the way it's been since she was born, practically. Mm -hmm. Whatever Mm -hmm. we are doing, she's doing also. And so she gets that youngest experience but she also gets the oldest experience in that she gets all of her parents attention mm-hmm. most of the time and that, that makes it sound like we ignore our, our big kids which of course we do not but they just don't need us every minute of every day anymore nor do they want us to give them that much attention she just gets more like hands-on attention than mm-hmm. the bigs did because there were two of them Right. I definitely see that too, like, or, or something kind of like that. The The bigger kids got more attention because there were only two of them. When she got added, I feel like she gets less attention because my bigs aren't that big and they still need a lot of <laughs> attention and they're involved in all these extracurriculars. So that takes our time. And so she just doesn't get as much time as they got. And she certainly doesn't get as much time as your youngest <laughs> does. Because all of <laughs> no her time. No gets that much time. I know. <laughs> she shares <laughs> it. She shares all of her time. And, you know, she gets plenty of attention. And she she gets attention from her older siblings, too. And they've they've taught her so many things they taught her how to count to a hundred on a road trip one time that was fun and they they taught her alphabet they taught her all kinds of songs so it's not like she's not getting stuff from them but it's not quite the same as being that firstborn child that gets all this individual attention from your parent from both parents uh the thirdborn Mm -hmm. can't ever get that because there's a tension right. going to the other kids by then. Right. Yep. So it's not, it's just different. You know, she also has a built-in playmates that have probably shaped the way that she is socially for the rest of her life. Because instead mm-hmm. of being alone, she is always, always with them. <laughs> Whether she <laughs> wants to be or not. <laughs> 
So it definitely is really interesting. It is. And I think that birth order, you can make these generalizations, but yeah. so many things affect the personality of any given child. I mean, you can, you have one more kid and now you have two middle children or you yeah. have one less kid and you have an oldest and a youngest, or you separate them by a few more years and they get different and unique experiences that kids that are closer together don't get. And so I feel like that, yes, these are just generalizations, but it is interesting to plug those generalizations into your own family and see what comes out of it. See, you know, if your youngest or your oldest or whatever, just fit in the mold of what society expects from your birth order. I, I think it's interesting. Yeah, it really like analyzing how their birth order has affected their personalities has this this has been such an interesting episode to kind of just think about because mm -hmm. otherwise I probably wouldn't have. But let's talk a right. little bit too about the negatives that come along with the I guess, pressure of birth order. And we'll go back up and do the oldest. According okay. to the internet, the oldest <laughs> child may feel pressure about being the example to their younger siblings and always trying to do everything exactly right. And, and especially when they, I, and now I'm off on my own. Sorry, Google. I'm thinking on my own now, but <laughs> I feel like with the attention that goes to the younger kids, the attention that comes to the oldest often is given like when they've done something exactly right or when they've done something particularly well or learned to play a new song on the piano or instead of just, you know, random attention that has nothing to do with their accomplishments, maybe it doesn't happen quite mm -hmm. as much. And it's something for me to definitely think about to make, and I do, I make sure and give attention when there's no particular reason for it. Mm -hmm. And this is something I've been basically struggling with as a parent forever, making mm -hmm. sure that each child gets enough attention. And I know it's something that my husband also really strives for with each of them. And we've talked about this in other episodes, but it's something to think about to make sure, especially with your oldest, that they're getting attention from you, not just when they've completed something, but for no reason, sometimes too. Mm -hmm. And for the middle child, the internet says that they often feel overlooked or overshadowed by their siblings, which also does kind of make sense. Agree. Yes. Um, I can kind of feel that with my middle child. <laughs> yeah. Um, because, and it, this was when there were just two of them. My oldest has, has always had a really big personality. So it was easy to overlook our older daughter when she was our youngest. Right. Just because it, the person who's standing in the middle of the room doing jumping jacks is louder than the person who's sitting there playing with dolls. I mean, it's just the way it is. Yes, yes, definitely. And so we 
definitely with her had to think about ways and create ways so that she felt heard and seen. And mm -hmm. sometimes it was as simple as going for a trip by yourself to the grocery store. And in the car, that's where conversations happen. Mm -hmm. With her especially, we really did have to try to make it happen so that she would feel like she was seen. And I feel like, too, as I mean, you have much more experience with this in that you have any experience with this. But when I was <laughs> a kid, after you moved out, you know, I got the attention that you were that you were getting. Like, so I got, I, was I got up. to be, <laughs> I got to be an only child for a while. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's, that's happening a little bit more with you right now than it did when your oldest was still in school. Like you yes. get to spend more time with her now than you did before. Yes, definitely. And because we are doing things that ordinarily the three of us would have done together. Mm -hmm. She and I are just doing these things together now, or she and I and our youngest, who is no slouch in the making noise department. I know. I oh, say. she's really good. <laughs> <laughs> she can make some noise. But it's easier now because my youngest idolizes completely my older daughter. And mm. so she will allow for my older daughter to speak occasionally. <laughs> Which and is nice. So <laughs> it is, it is. And so the two of them together has a very special relationship. And I I love to watch them. I realized over the last few years, and I obviously I grew up with a sister. Hi. And so I didn't really see it. There she is right over there. Uh, <laughs> I feel like girls need sisters and I, maybe boys need brothers too, but I'm not a boy, so I don't see that. But I feel like girls really need a sister in their lives. And if, you know, obviously if your family doesn't have sisters, that's okay. There isn't but anything to do about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, now that my girls have each other, I see what a different relationship they have than my older daughter has with her brother and they have a good relationship too it's just very different girls have a different way even big girls and little girls have a different way of interacting with each other than they do with a male sibling and i i have enjoyed the two of them together so much over like the last year as my youngest is getting a little bit older i i love to watch the two of them together and just it brings me happiness. Yep. It is fun to see how they <laughs> evolve as they yes. get older. For the youngest, according to the internet, so once again, it's not me, people. They apparently struggle with feelings of inferiority, especially in regards to their siblings, which makes perfect sense to me because they're compared, like it's an it's an unfair comparison. Unfair, yes, an unfair comparison. Because they're four and their siblings are eight and nine. So, of course, they're not going to be mm -hmm. able to do things quite as well yet because they're right. still just little. But as a, a, the youngest, it's hard to 
it's hard to see that and understand that your playmate is of course going to be better at it because they're much older than you are. Mm -hmm. I haven't really seen that yet, but academically we haven't really done anything that is beyond my youngest yet. We, it's like she's learning through osmosis from the other kids. Anything that I have gone to teach her, she already knows how to do. So we haven't really, yeah, we haven't really run into it yet. But I imagine we will at some point. And, and at those times, I think probably what I'll do, although I have no idea because I've never encountered it, is remind her that she can not be quite as good at it yet because she is younger. And just hasn't learned right. how to do it. And by the time that she is their age, she'll have the same amount of experience and be just as good at it. Right. Yep. And she will. And maybe even better because she has had that osmosis experience. I know. Yep. So she yep, got yep. exposure to things younger than your older kids did. Yep. Definitely. Knowing some of the things that can happen with kids in birth order gives us the power as parents to be on the lookout. We hope that you enjoy this episode today. Reach out to us with your ideas about birth order. We would love to hear about them. Until next time. Thanks for listening today. This has been the Wifestyle Hustle Podcast. That's W-I-F-E style. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter so you never miss an episode. Consider liking and reviewing our podcast wherever you listen. Share it with a friend. It really helps us out. Look for our new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. We'll see you soon.